Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I am Taylor. We are continuing our series, Stories of Jesus, looking at the parables this summer. And I am joined by two special guests and friends. First, we're joined by lead pastor, Jose Abaroa. Jose. Good morning, Taylor. Good to have you. And we're joined by Crosswalk Pastor, J.D. Wilhelm. J.D., welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Well, you had a great message on Sunday. I wasn't able to be there in person, but I cashed it online after. And love to hear your thoughts. I typically ask this to Jose, but would love to hear your thoughts as you prepared for this message, just your thoughts on the series as a whole up till Mm -hmm. now and kind of what stood out to you on why you picked this parable and as you prepared. I think that uh, I specifically was thinking about our college students when we think about this. Uh, Crosstalk is the college ministry here of Cypress Creek Church. And a lot of what we're talking about at the Crosstalk level is both how do we reach people on the mm-hmm. Texas State campus. And so the the soil of somebody's heart is a critical ingredient to that, but also we can't neglect our own spiritual health and well-being. And so how do we go deeper even while we go wider and reach those whose hearts may be hardened to the word of God? Man, I love that you hit that. You started with our posture, with cultivating a heart that is receptive to what God wants to do in us and, and speak to us because there is another message here where, you know, you mentioned the the three variables here, the soil, the seed, and um, sower. the sower. And we could be the sower, mm-hmm. right? And, and the gospel is the seed, and another person can be the soil. But it's so crucial to start with our own um with our own posture what what is what is our soil so uh, i've told you this before we we started recording um but i've heard so many people say that it was a, a great message that really spoke to them individually and that's when you know that it's a good message when everyone says he was speaking to me hmm. and uh, when that many people say that it's it ain't the preacher <laughs> speaking so that's true. that's god's word that's mm-hmm. his very yep. holy spirit speaking to each absolutely. of us absolutely i think the culture of cyprus is that we talk about all the time that we have to be before we do mm-hmm. and that's the essence of this is we have to focus on the soil of our own heart yeah. the condition of our own heart and once we've focused on that, then we can focus on our role as the sower. But we first have to be the soil, the soil. That, that's yeah. good, and rich, nutrient-dense. We can jump into each of the four types of soil that you unpacked, J.D., but we'd love to kind of start with some of these questions that you had actually at the end when it comes to what does it look like to have a healthy relationship, healthy soil. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, being reflect and asking, what is the condition of my heart? We'd love to kind of get practical here on this podcast and just kind of ask both of y'all, what, what does that look like? What does that look like for you? y'all to in the past as far as how can you tell which soil you're in at the moment? And then even when it comes to uh, just changing that, as far as what does that look like, as far as just the awareness of the condition of your heart? Absolutely. It was actually somebody approached me in the parking lot after church and they were like, okay, this is what I'm going through. Help me figure out how to think about this. And it got me thinking because there's an incredible amount of tension when you do that reflection of like, mm-hmm. oh, we have these goals for our family. And is it bad for me to want to earn more money for me to provide for my family at a certain level? Is it bad that I am doing this uh, with the the intention of doing a good job of caring for my family, but that maybe carries me away from family for a couple of days. And so then, and so there is this incredible amount of tension when we start to reflect because it actually Hmm. begins to force us to dialogue with what our values are. And when we start to do that, then we can really dig in. And at least for me, when I say, okay, so there's an opportunity for me to go and maybe uh, earn something extra for my family this month. 
Well, okay, that means what are what are the costs? Well, I'm going to have to be away from my family for the next seven days while I do that. Well, is that a cost that's worth paying? Um, when I reflect, is is that something that really matters? And so it it really forces us to deal with that value question. Yeah, it, it exposes again the heart condition mm-hmm. yeah. and asking in every season and every decision. God, what do you want me to do? Yeah. So there's good yeah. ideas and there's God ideas, mm-hmm. right? We've talked about this before. And understanding that my flesh has certain desires mm-hmm. that can be contrary. Sometimes they can be for God and they can be really good God ideas, uh, meaning, hey, do ministry in this area for these people. But but again, the most important thing is, Lord, what's your word uh, say? And, and what's my directive here in this decision? And I can sometimes have a hardened heart, you know, because I'm maybe uh, tired. I'm, I'm uh, overly anxious about a certain thing. Yep. And so I, I don't have a, a listening ear to, to the Lord mm-hmm. in, in that quiet time or even that, you know, closing your eyes in the middle of the day, say, God, I need to hear from you. Man, he's so faithful mm-hmm. to speak to us when, when we seek after him. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that can look like so many different ways. God's word, somebody else's encouragement, or, you know, this, this thought, or maybe even God's audible voice speaking direction mm-hmm. um, into our lives. The question is, am I willing yeah. to hear him? So or, or am I so, I love how you talked about the distractions, mm-hmm. so distracted by other things, even good things mm-hmm. that can then um, lead me to do something that God's mm-hmm. actually not asking me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll jump into that in just a second. But I just was thinking of someone that may be listening and hearing, maybe they're newer in their faith or maybe for a while, but there's, I think, an easy tendency to think that uh, that it's on God, like he's the one that's distant or he's the one that's causing the seed to fall on the wrong soil. And so I just love how you drew out the character of who God was in this story and just how much of this uh, ownership can be placed on us and just the the role that the soil plays in our lives. So what's significant about that? Just even the characteristic of who God is in the part about the sower that you mentioned. Oh my gosh. Uh, For me, it's the story. It's what you talked about two weeks ago, Jose, that God is a God who pursues Mm -hmm. us, that he seeks and saves the lost, Lost. that we have such immense value to him that he is willing to continually pursue us which means that if there's distance between me and God, it's me who's the one creating right. the distance. <laughs> God's not going anywhere. He's the one who constantly pursues <laughs> me. And so it is then on us to return mm-hmm. and to work on that condition of our heart, to, to be softened to the things of God. And that happens sometimes instantaneously when we recognize it. Other times it's a long process of us opening ourselves up to the work of God in our life and leaning into a community that might feel a little bit uncomfortable for us, or we might feel too broken for, or we might feel too messed up for. So leaning into that community, or I don't know how to read the word. Well, open it and begin to read. (laughs) You know, just start to do these small things that lead us back to a place where God can begin to, to do something miraculous in our heart. Yeah, you talked about God's extravagant grace mm-hmm. and that in context, wasting a seed would have been such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the fact that God sows seed as the sower on hard path, mm-hmm. on a hard path, he knows <laughs> that there's not gonna be a thriving plant to come, but yeah. that that's how much he loves us. Uh, he goes over and beyond. And, and I think back 
man, uh, in my college days when it was a moment, I don't remember where I was, but I remember what the thoughts were. And I started piecing together all of these things that I thought were, you know, bad things that had happened to me in my childhood, things that moved me from A to B, literally my, my family would move. And, and then I started recognizing God's blessing in all of those difficult yeah. seasons. And yeah. then I, I, I realized that I'm, you know, the moment that I'm living today is a culmination of all of these things that had happened to me and God turned them for his good. Mm -hmm. And here I was now in a community living for God, recognizing that my sins were totally forgiven, that I was not identified by what I had done, but by who God is and what he did for me. And mm -hmm. that all of a sudden awakened me into this new way of thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm called for a greater purpose and God can turn bad into good. And again, those seeds had been thrown in my life when times were hard. And I think the challenge is continu continually to keep, what is that, um, uh, the, the thing that you put on soil so that <laughs> things grow. Fertilizer, 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 thank you. Yeah. Continue miracle to grow. fertilize, <laughs> yeah, miracle grow. <laughs> to, to fertilize my, my soil and fertilize, fertilizer can be so many things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it can be a, a weekly rhythm to be at church or listening to this podcast, reading mm -hmm. the word, praying, being in a community group, those things yeah. uh, that, that will keep my heart open to what God wants to show me. Mm -hmm. And so often I would even think about it this way, that we often think of fertilizer as the miracle cure-all. But ultimately, there's some other things that have to happen for us to return to God. Yeah. It's not that coming to church miraculously cures everything. Right. You know, when a plant is dying, we don't just throw fertilizer on it and be like, well, that's it. It'll be fine. Process. We have to yeah. look at the other conditions that are going on around the plant. Does it yeah. need more water? Does it need more light? Does it need me to actually repot it? Does it need new soil? And so when we begin to think about it in that way, it's not that community group or a church or just even a, a daily rhythm of a certain thing is going to solve everything. But those are pieces to the puzzle that allow us to develop things that are really healthy and thriving. Yeah, it's really good. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and that goes right along with, uh, JD, your second point about just developing a self-awareness, paying attention, asking the questions, am I spending time on what matters? Uh, you could fill in that blank with time, money, all the mm -hmm. things as far as just really taking a time to s step aside and say, okay, looking at holistically at that. Uh, we touched on this a little bit, but what are some things y'all would add to that as far as just evaluating uh, priorities here? Because I know the second part here is asking, am I ordering my life around what God says is important and mm -hmm. how it it's so easy that even though we may have the soil, may have the seed, there can still be, I love how you added distractions in the mix as far as there's so many things that can pop up and mm -hmm. kind of take away our priorities. So what would be some ways that that we would kind of, you would encourage us to kind of evaluate our priorities and then really reorder them mm -hmm. uh, in that order? I will just say I had, uh, had to go through this in probably the month of April where it was a super, super crazy busy month. It was like a race to the finish. And we got to like the third week of April and my wife turns to me and she goes, dude, there, this is not sustainable. <laughs> and so she helped kind of put up the stop sign for me where it was like, oh my gosh, my priorities are way out of whack. I'm doing good things, but this mm. is not the God thing. I am neglecting my family. I am working too much. I'm gone far too much. And my relationship with my wife is suffering as a result of it. I am not being loving or caring or servant-hearted towards her. Mm. Dude, I've got it wrong. 
And so for me, it was listening to good, wise counsel in my life that when somebody said something is out of whack, that meant that I needed to pay attention. And then secondarily, I looked back at my calendar and I said, my calendar is way too full. My calendar is full and it's not with good things. It's with the wrong things right now. And so I need to schedule my life differently. My priorities need to look different because right now, my family is suffering because of my priorities. Yeah, and remembering what those what those are in, in God's economy. First, mm-hmm. it's it's you know we need to take care of our our soul. We yeah. we need to be stewards yeah. of what God's entrusted to us. Our our bodies, uh, those closest to us. If if we're married, that's our spouse, our kids. That's our first ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. That first neighbor is the one that you live with. <laughs> you know, so so taking care of of your family, and then pr- from there. Uh, Think about your church family. How, how, how are we serving one another? How are we doing? Uh, so, so if those things are, if our priority reflects those things, um, there's always gonna be little tweaks that we'll, we'll make mm-hmm. during the time. I love how you and your wife, JD, have that ability to have those conversations. Yeah. Hey, some things are not working mm-hmm. and uh, you do an incredible job listening and paying attention uh, and, and saying, all right, let's, let's work something out. That's good leadership as, as a husband. We need to be those people as Christians to look and examine on a regular basis and say, all right, how am I doing? And uh, when we do that, I, that end, we, we didn't spend much time talking about this, which which I like, but the idea is that we're gonna bear a lot of fruit. Mm-hmm. This isn't just so that we can be doing the right thing, so that we can tell ourselves or tell our family, hey, look at us. We are doing a great job staying out of trouble and doing the Christianity thing. No, when we follow Jesus, we bear a lot of fruit. We're a force of nature. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a thriving plant that is creating cover for uh, uh, other people, creating refuge, feeding those that, that need it. I'll stop because I'm getting, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting ramped up here, but, but it's so beautiful when we bear fruit. Mm-hmm. spiritual fruit. No, that literally is gonna be my next question here. I'm looking at Mark 4, 20, just that last verse to close yeah. out. And it said, but those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30 fold and 60 fold and a hundred fold. So I was just gonna ask y'all, <laughs> what does that look like both individually? Jose, you started going off on that way, but yeah. <laughs> what does it look like individually, but even collectively as a body, what does it look like for us as a church family to bear fruit together? I got, I got two things. One, super simple. If you grew up in the church, you may laugh, but it's the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, selfness, uh, faithfulness, and self-control. That's what the fruit of the Spirit looks like. So if we are following, if we have open hearts for God, that we will overflow with those. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is the fruit won't look like what you think it'll look like. You may think, hey, I'm an orange tree. You may get grapefruits. Do grapefruits (laughs) even grow on trees? I believe so. Okay, I believe so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you you may think that you're growing something, but but God will probably surprise you. And I think that's where the 30 and the 60 fold come in. Mm -hmm. You know, you will be incredibly more fruitful in ways that you could have never imagined. And that's what's so beautiful about God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, I, and that is the majesty of the mystery of God is that when we're faithful with little, he's going to bless us. And the fruit is going to look like something we never could have imagined yeah. for ourselves. I know every time I try to put God in a box and I'm going to define what the goals are or what the achievables are, God always reorients that and says, mm-hmm. 
here, let me show watch you something this. more. <laughs> yeah, watch, watch, watch this. this. <laughs> but it is truly the fruit of the Spirit that leads to those outward, uh, uh, that fruit in relationship with other people. Because when we exude those things, it's naturally attractive. It really is. To other people. I think about community groups. I think about just the church as a whole. What is the value of community? What does the value of community play? What is the role, I guess should ask, uh, does community play in all of this as far as just mm. not only identifying the condition of our hearts and the soil that we're in, but also cultivating it to ultimately bear fruit? Yeah, I can have a lime tree in my yard. We were just in Mexico and we had some lime trees and man, talk about envy. How cool would it be to have a lime tree uh, in, in this part in this part of the country? We can't grow them. Uh, they did. Anyway, one lime tree can feed a family, but, but well, you know what I mean. Let's use another word. Let's use another type of tree, an apple tree. We're in the East Coast and if one house has one apple tree, then that's great. But if you have an orchard, you know, a, a community of apple trees yeah. that can feed a lot more people. That's the power. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the more that we bear fruit as a community, the more that we do this thing together in relationship, uh, the more we'll be able to impact this world and we'll, we'll be able to further the kingdom of God here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what it, is it vision statement for the church? It is building a community, mm-hmm. changing a city. Mm-hmm. That's a exactly the world. It. Yeah. That's exactly it. When we build a community, when we are in relationship with one another, that allows us, that that has an impact on our city. And that is a profound thing to begin to think about. Thanks for listening to the Conversations podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. See you back for the next conversation.